Hey guys, welcome back to Fiction Fixation. We're your hosts. I'm Courtney. And I'm Rose. In this episode, we are going to be having our end of year wrap up where we talk about the movies we like, the books we like, the tropes we love, and the men that need to be thrown in the trash. Yes. Which, you know, is it all of them? Not all of them. (laughs) Most of them, but I think we can keep some. Yeah. Well, this is our holiday special, so we hope you enjoy. I want to ask you a question. Okay. What is a movie that you could watch over and over again and that you do watch over and over again? Like whenever you don't know what to watch, you put this movie on. You really want to know? Tell me. It's Twilight. Twilight? I don't know what to watch. Let's watch Twilight. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's start there then. Let's start there. Listen, you know what? Twilight, in essence, has everything that I love. Um, Dangerous man, yes. Mm -hmm. Immortality, yes. Dumb teenage girl, yes. I am already half in love. It's everyone's favorite punching bag. People make fun of the story. People make fun of the writing, but it's got the sauce. There's a reason why that franchise is so successful. Listen, it's like you said, it's everybody's favorite punching bag. Um, And I think it's because it's so popular and people hate popular things. Do you know what it is? People think popular should equal perfect. And it's really the opposite. The things that are popular tend to be imperfect. You're right. No, I agree. But also, I feel like people are like, oh, my God, like, I'm not one of those Twilight girls. Like, I never Mm -hmm. got into that. I'm more into, like, obscure things. (laughs) Okay, let me eat my trash. What's... What's your go-to? You're bored. You're, you know, you're doing something. What is your go-to movie? So it's not a movie. It's actually a show. Okay. I don't know what it is, but like I see a movie once and I don't really want to see it again. Even if I liked it, I don't want to see it again. The only thing that I can rewatch is New Girl. I love New Girl. I know. It has like, what, eight seasons? I think so. Yeah. I have watched it through like three times. And that's a lot for me. You know what? I've met people who have watched New Girl and people who have not watched New Girl. What I have yet to come across is somebody who has watched New Girl and been like, yeah, not for me. New Girl just speaks to our struggle as millennials where it's like, (laughs) like, really, like a lot of people say, like, why are millennials so... I don't want to say immature, but kind of not concerned with being mature. Like, listen, okay, so we are both in our 30s. Mm -hmm. I'm looking back to when my mom was my age, um, which was right around the time that she had my brother. My mom was not doing shit like making a podcast or um, trying to figure out how to play um, the game from New Girl, the drinking game. True American. True. Yeah. Um, I have put a considerable amount of my adult daytime hours <laughs> into figuring out the rules of true American. Listen, you could try to spend thousands of dollars on creams, etc. There is nothing that's going to keep you young, like not taking life so seriously, like laughing at yourself, like mm-hmm. enjoying the things you enjoy without worrying about how it looks. Yeah. And you know what? That's a lesson that I feel like millennials learned later in life. I think it, there came a point where we were like, we need a sense of humor to survive. Um, you know what? I also watch, like, as far as TV shows, my go-to TV show to watch is Criminal Minds. 
I was going to guess that it was The Vampire Diaries. You know what? I do love The Vampire Diaries. I rewatch a lot of things. So I am more inclined to rewatch something than I am to like start something new. Mm-hmm. Um, but Criminal Minds is something that I rewatch a lot. I spend 90% of my time watching true crime documentaries. I haven't watched a good true crime documentary lately. I really want to watch the Casey Anthony one. Don't do it. Um, Don't do it. Why? Why? Why should I not do it? Because I've seen clips of it and she is masterful at invoking emotions. Mm -hmm. And it's completely one-sided. Like if you were to watch that documentary as someone who has, you know, a soul and cares about people, you might seriously think that she might be innocent. And that is not the case. You know, I've I've heard a lot of people talking about it where they're like, I watched this and I was fully like convinced that she was guilty. And then I watched this and they're like, I think her dad did it. Right. I, I refuse to watch it because I know the facts of the case. I watched it happen live. I watched the whole trial. Mm-hmm. I've read the discovery. Like I know things that didn't make it into the trial. And she is 100% allegedly mm-hmm. guilty <laughs> you know which true crime documentary i refuse to watch what uh chris watts so i just i just want to pause real quick and just point out that we have once again gone full circle back to murder okay okay yeah yeah yeah. you're right <laughs> let's let's reel it back away from murder um you know what i like thoroughly like okay so when it comes to like books, I'm not I'm not too much into it for movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think they translate that well to like screen. But um, aside from like mafia romances, one of my favorite tropes is secret baby or surprise baby. So what's the difference between a secret baby and a surprise baby? Okay, so a secret baby is when you were like dating somebody or with somebody had a one night stand with somebody. And then you get knocked up and then you dip and you don't and you never tell him that you had a baby. Mm -hmm. Surprise baby is when you get knocked up by accident, um, but you like tell him. So like the it's kind of the um, where the story stresses the pregnancy. So one is I have a four year old and you never told me. And then the other one is, oh, my God, what are we, how are we going to take care of a baby? Like, pregnancy was not in the cards for us. And, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, it's kind of where the story gets stressed at. Okay. Can we really quickly talk about The Vampire Diaries? Yeah. Um, I mean, well, let's, let's make sure we're, you know, we both know what we're getting into here. Were you, <laughs> you Stefan or Damon? I'm going to tell you right now, it's, it's very unlike me. I am team Damon. Oh my God. As soon as you said, unlike me, I'm like, she went with the brunette. Yeah. No, I was, I was team Damon, which that's not a shock to anybody. Damon, he's unapologetically bad. Mm -hmm. You know, like he might be like, oh, well, you know, that's unfortunate, but like I did what I did. Um, And like Stefan's like crying in the shower, like rocking back and forth (laughs) because he accidentally hit a squirrel with his car. Like, listen, all right. Commit, like commit to being bad. My, you know what my uh, my editor told me that once. If you're going to write a villain, write a villain. Right. Commit to your villain being bad. Yeah, I love that. Were you a fan of the Hunger Games series? Yeah. No, I I was a fan of the Hunger Games series. And you know what? Listen, do I like 
Peta better as a character? Yes. Would I have tapped Peta over Gail? Absolutely not. The actor that plays Gail is a Hemsworth. So, I mean, come on. They did Peta dirty by casting a Hemsworth. Personality-wise, Gail's personality kind of fucking sucks. Yeah. Katniss is one of my favorite heroines. Mm -hmm. The author wasn't afraid to make her do bad things when they were necessary for the greater good because sometimes you have to do things that Mm -hmm. people disagree with for the greater good. No, you do, especially when... Do you remember, I think it's in It's a Mockingjay, where Peta gets kidnapped by the Capitol and brainwashed. And so Katniss talks about how she's going to take the syringe and go give him an air embolism and kill him because <laughs> Peta would not want to. She's like, listen, oh, my God, I love Peta so much, but like, I have to murder him. He can't live like this. Katniss is not afraid to be the bad guy. And I love that. I really love that. Do you know what? One of my really, really big icks in Heroes is when, especially this happens a lot in like action movies or sometimes Uh like in um, like scary movies where it's like the hero will have the big standoff with the bad guy, but then the bad guy will accidentally die. And I'm like, no, like this guy murdered your whole family and then he just accidentally falls off the building. No. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see him like be the victim of a tragic accident. I want to see you like shove a dagger into their throat. Yeah. While you share breath with them. Wow. (laughs) You know, I'm just being honest. I want to see you like put your back into it. Yeah. Put your back into it. Avenge your family. So, yeah, I hate that. I feel like it's such a cop out. The other thing, and this happened in the last episode that we did, which is with uh, Sandra Bullock, where she was lying to everyone, but she kept trying to say the truth and someone interrupted her and then people were always encouraging her to lie. So it was almost like, oh, I can't, like, it's not my fault. No one's letting me tell the truth. And I'm like, no, commit. Like, I love to see a story where someone's like, you know what? I'm going to lie because I am a hero, but also a little bit of a villain. Like, I'm going to lie because I really want to see where this goes. <laughs> right. Like It, it would have been so much more fun if she was just like, ooh, this is really convenient. But again, writers are so afraid to make a character unlikable. Uh-huh. As a consequence, they kind of just make them bland sometimes. What's a movie that everyone hated or that has like a big reputation for being bad, but you actually really liked? Well, I've already used Twilight. So, um... Movie that had a reputation for being bad, but I really liked. Probably Fifty Shades. Did you like Fifty Shades, the movies? Mm-hmm. I did. I liked Fifty Shades, the movies. But I feel like there was like other movies that people are like, oh, yeah, it sucked. And I'm like, I don't know. I kind of dug it. You know which one comes to mind for me? Hmm. There was a movie by M. Night Shyamalan, and it's called The Village. Have you seen that one? I hated it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't understand it. I think I think if I understood it, maybe I would have liked it. But like, I just didn't really understand it. A lot of people really hated that movie. And I watched it and I loved it. And I think that for me was a huge catalyst where I realized like, oh, I'm not going to go by the ratings. I'm not going to go by what other people like. Mm-hmm. Do you know my so my love of movies really came from my older sister. Mm hmm. Back when we had Blockbuster, she loved just picking out random movies. 
nowadays she will find the most obscure movie and she loves finding movies that she's never heard of and then she Uh doesn't read the description she doesn't watch the trailer and she'll just watch the first 15 minutes and if she's into it she'll she'll watch it and we have discovered the most amazing movies that way yeah yeah and to this day I don't like watching trailers and I don't like reading descriptions. Like when, when you tell me that we're doing a movie, I just jump in. I don't. And I also don't read descriptions on books either. Are you serious? Cause I literally send you movies with the trailer and the description for you to be like, yeah, let's do this. Like (laughs) you're just blindly saying yes. Yeah. I just kind of gauge what it's about from like the picture and stuff. You know what? I like a lot of like really cheesy movies. Actually, what I was going to say is the one trailer I did watch, and I'm glad that I did, was the freaking Phantom of the Opera. No, what was it? It was the one where the guy was stealing livers. Um, It's Repo, the genetic opera. Repo, the genetic opera. Because I could just tell, I was like, I need to watch this trailer because this looks really weird. And sure enough, it was the weirdest freaking trailer I've ever seen. And I was like, Courtney, please, please don't do this to me. Okay, listen, there's this there's this really catchy song. And literally to this day, all I have to do is hear like one single word. And I'm just like, mm, 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 mm. Good way to sell it. Good way to sell it. What's one actor or actress where if someone's like, oh, she's in it. You're like, I'm okay, let's watch it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'll watch it. I think Rachel McAdams. I love every movie she's ever been in. Um, Sandra Bullock also. I want to say Jennifer Lawrence because I like her as an actress. However, she has been in very, very creepy ass movies. Like I knew she was in Mother. Did you watch Mother? No. Thank God. Don't watch it. I have this thing where I have this really, really bad morbid curiosity, but I'm also really, really easily traumatized. And so Mm -hmm. I don't like watching horror movies. I hate horror movies. I don't like scary movies. I don't like jump scares. However, if there is a movie that is getting a rap for being especially traumatizing, I need to know what happens in the movie. And so what I do is I'll look up a detailed recap, like a detailed breakdown of the movie, Mm -hmm. like the movie Mother. I know what happens in that movie. I know the whole movie. And I, in fact, I actually know the creepiest scene in the movie that everybody talks about that involves a baby. I have it in my head, even though I never saw it. Um, so I like, I enjoy horror movies, but I enjoy horror movies um, in the bright light of midday. <laughs> um, and I also enjoy horror movies as like background noise so like i the horror mm-hmm. movie is playing and i can kind of watch it or look away or i'm like cleaning i'm doing dishes okay so you're you're doing dishes as like someone screaming and getting murdered in the background that's that's okay mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. <laughs> what's a movie that like really messed you up okay so one i think one of them that i think has messed all of us as millennials up as a whole i think you know what it is is it saw no it's final destination oh my god to this day i cannot drive behind a truck with logs on it tanning beds i don't fucking think so (laughs) um yeah Uh, and then also have you seen darkness falls no okay so darkness falls is about the tooth fairy and it was like this big story about how when all the children in the town lost their last baby tooth they would take it to this woman in the woods 
um, a single successful business owner that's a woman that lives in her own space, automatically a witch. Um, (laughs) They take it to her and then she gave them like a treat, you know, Mm -hmm. and two, two little girls went missing in the woods and they're like, oh, it's the tooth witch. Right. So they went and they burned down her house with her in it. Oh my God. Um, And so now her like spirit is still there, but her spirit wears this like phantom of the opera porcelain creepy ass mask. Mm -hmm. And so it was one of those things to where now when all of the children lose their last baby tooth, she goes in and she collects their last baby tooth. But if they see her true face, she murders them. And so she can't be in the light. She mm-hmm. can only be in the dark. And this the story follows this guy who accidentally saw her face, but then a light got turned on. So she wasn't able to kill him. And so like he's a grown ass adult that basically has lights everywhere in his house. He's never in the dark. He walks through the house and turns on lights. He doesn't turn lights off ever. He has twinkle lights. He has backup generators and all this stuff. That's amazing. What's the movie that like messed you up? I can't think of a specific movie, but all I know is that the only types of movies that keep me up at night are the ones, because again, remember, I'm not watching horror movies, so Mm -hmm. I'm not dealing with that. But every once in a while, I will be tricked into watching something that's like a psychological thriller and it will end up being about aliens Mm. because I don't read the description, so I don't know. And then out of nowhere, someone's getting freaking abducted. And there's nothing creepier to me than aliens. I swear. Like, aliens creep me out. Okay, listen. Aliens are one thing. It's the humanoid aliens that I'm like, uh, hey, they could be any of us. <laughs> I don't care what they look like. It's just the idea of, honestly, I'll tell you what, space creeps me out in general, anything having to do with space. And so aliens come from space and that creeps me out. Just let's move on. Because I, can't. I think it's like the unknown, like any of the right. unknown is going to freak us out. Like yeah. what is out there? Yeah. Okay. On a happier note, what is your go-to like movie snack? Like if I go to the theater, like I like popcorn, but normally it's actually, it's chips, like chips and salsa. Chips and salsa instead of popcorn? Yeah. My sister introduced me to a very specific type of movie snack that I have gone on like an evangelical to kind of preach it to a bunch of other people. Mm-hmm. And I might have told you about it. So it's popcorn with raisinets on top. I do love raisinets. Have you ever put raisinets on popcorn? Mm-mm. It sounds weird, but I am telling you, you will never go back. When you start eating raisinets on popcorn, I've had so many people say, ew, no, I'm not doing it. And then they get curious and they're like, dude, you have me eating popcorn with raisinets. It's incredible. Go try it. I mean, why would you not want popcorn with raisinets? Like what? what's the downside? Raisinets are chocolate covered raisins. And I think most people don't associate them as like a fun snack. <laughs> they're like for the toothless old people <laughs> that can't eat know. peanut M&M's. <laughs> Oh goodness. No, I'll I'll have to try that the next time. We have a popcorn maker, like a movie theater style popcorn maker. Nice. What is something in romantic movies that that kind of gives you butterflies? The almost kiss and then the interruption. It's yes. the, the their lips are centimeters from each other. They they 
they can almost feel the heat from the other person's lips and then just ma'am the <laughs> elevator is back in service and i'm like go away go away leave yeah when the moment is broken yeah so um you know i i've written a handful of romance novels and that is definitely my favorite thing to write is tension because it's so nuanced and just being able to describe that like the feeling of being really close to someone that you mm-hmm. like want so badly it's mm-hmm. really fun to write what's one of your romance novel fics something that happens in romance novels and you're just like ugh I'll tell you what, I don't like when the characters jump into bed too early. That just kind of kills it for me. Mm-hmm. Another ick is Insta Love. And I have a lot to say about Insta Love <gasps> because it's not what people think it is. Like, how do you define Insta Love? Um, to me, Insta Love is more like these characters have this like super deep connection for no obvious reason. Yes, that is like nail on the head. To me, that's what's insta-love. A lot of readers think that insta-love is falling in love quickly, but that's not true because falling in love quickly is possible, Mm -hmm. but you need a reason. To me, falling in love requires vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And actually, that's that's my biggest ache in romance novels is when the author kind of confuses lust with love. It's like, oh, I like having sex with you. Therefore, I love you. And it's like, that's not how this works. Mm, You love his dick. You know what one of my biggest icks in romance is? Mm. It's during sex scenes. I just roll my eyes at the like climaxing on demand thing. Yeah. And I'm like, ugh, you know what? First of all, don't tell me what to do. (laughs) Like, second of all, that's not how this works. Okay. It's, I don't know, it, it's one of those things where, like, I, I'll read books and then it'll have that in it. And, like, I have to, like, put it down and reevaluate, like, how much do I want, how how curious am I am about the rest of this book? Because I'll put it down. Well, there's definitely a lot of things that are overused in romance novels. And that's the thing. There's a limited amount of ways that you can describe in a course. <laughs> Yeah, it's the same equipment over and over again. So eventually it's going to seem repetitive (laughs) when you're reading 100 books and romance readers are voracious readers. It's the same velvet wrapped steel hard length (laughs) and soft folds. You know, the guys are always huge. Yeah, it's too big. It won't fit. <laughs> it's always like a forearm. <laughs> like, and it's like, please, you you told us he's Irish. Like, we're not fooled here. <laughs> is this just your ploy to get a whole bunch of Irish men to show you their junk to prove you wrong? I've never seen an Irish man with a huge penis. Wink, wink, <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> if you want to prove us wrong, you can email us at CourtneyHouston at gmail.com. No, no, do not. That's Rose. That is not me. Please do not send me dick pics. <laughs> Which hero in a book did you end up liking against your better judgment? Do you know what came to mind? You're going to make fun of me because I know no, he's no one's favorite. But Tamlin from A Court of Thorns and Roses, <gasps> I'm just going to tell you, like, in the beginning, I was just like, he's stupid. And then towards the end, I was like, he's kind of he's kind of hot. And then he was stupid again. But it kind of changed my mind a little bit. You know what? The fact that you haven't read the other two books 
Yeah. I can understand why you're like, but Tamlin. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask you, what is your favorite episode of all the episodes we've recorded? Oh, so I have which episodes are my favorite and then which episodes are I think are the best. Okay. So I think one of my favorite episodes is the Midnight Sun episode. Okay. And then I really, really loved, I need a list of our episodes. 365 Days? I think that's one of our best. I think 365 Days is one of our best episodes. I agree. That was a really good episode. Do you know what episode I really like? Um, A Fault in Our Stars. Because I remember when we were recapping that, I thought, oh, this is going to be really depressing. And then we were just, yeah, we really know how to how to lean on our humor when something traumatizing is happening. <laughs> you know what? I, I love the Pride and Prejudice episode, too. Oh, Pride and Prejudice is one of my favorites as well. And you know what? I feel like Pride and Prejudice might be one of our better episodes also. Yeah, it might be the best. It might be the number one. Number one. If you had to take one, OK, you can only choose one. If you had to take one male lead and throw him in the garbage, Mm -hmm. which man would you throw away? Without a doubt, without hesitation, Mr. Christian Gray. (gasps) Really? Basura, right in the trash, and then set the trash on fire, and then push it down a hill, and then have a truck hit it. Okay. And then have that truck explode, and then have a sinkhole appear beneath the truck. (laughs) It's that serious. So... Before we end our Christmas special, I want to spill a little tea and I want us to talk about the episodes that didn't make it. Okay. You you want to do that? You want to do that? Let's light this candle. <laughs> okay. So the first episode that didn't make it was Zodiac Academy. Zodiac Academy. And unfortunately, it was my suggestion because I saw everyone on TikTok going wild about this novel. I know. We read it. We read the whole thing. We sat down. We started recording. And I want to say we were, what, maybe a little over halfway through the book? Yeah. And we're like, this is not working for us. Yeah. I think we just realized it was, one, very convoluted to explain Because not every type of movie or book is appropriate for the type of recaps we do, you know? Um, So it was Uh a very convoluted book. And I also didn't super enjoy it. I didn't um, even marginally enjoy it. Yeah. And, you know, I think that it has a very specific audience. um, And I, I really love enemies to lovers. But I feel like... Zodiac Academy is more bullies to lovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't come back from that. It just wasn't doing it for me. And I, you know what? And it, bullies to lovers has a really big following. It does. I, I just can't really bring myself to be like, oh, I'm enjoying this. And, you know, I think that's one of the things. There's a lot of tropes out there and that one ain't for me. And the second episode that we recorded and got pretty far on and then decided to scrap. I actually feel bad about this one because I enjoyed the book, but it just didn't work. We should revisit it. It was The Love Hypothesis. Yeah. Which was my suggestion because I really enjoyed it. 
I enjoyed it too. I think when we sat down and started talking about it, we realized that it just sounded so boring. It's the type of thing where like you had to be there. You had to read the book because talking about it, it's literally like mm-hmm. there's people doing homework and doing research and <laughs> it just doesn't sound super exciting. You know, and I think that's one of the things where like a lot of, I feel like the love hypothesis was borders the line of litfic and romance and litfic just doesn't do very well for the podcast yeah so if you guys have any suggestions of movies or books that you'd like for us to do recaps on and i'll tell you what it could be your favorite book it could be a book that you really never want to read but are kind of curious about or a book that you read and really disliked or loved and want to see us shred to pieces i'm just kidding we don't do that we're we try to be nice we try to gently drag things yeah we like you know we wrap things up in a very cozy blanket and drag it over carpet it's not that bad i will tell you that we have never done an episode on something that we didn't at least a little bit enjoy i mean because ultimately we are hoping to make you guys laugh and smile. I think podcasts are this very great thing to where people are so busy. They don't get to spend time with their friends and family as often because they're driving to and from work. They're busy with their lives. And I think having a little human connection in your ear, Uh it really goes a long way. I know it does for me with the podcasts that I listen to. Yeah. I had a few that I was listening to, but I just kind of like, I don't know. I, I stopped. I'll probably revisit them at one point, but Honestly, a lot of our messages back and forth to each other are about true crime. Yeah, they are. (laughs) Yeah. That's why we always take that full circle back to murder, you know? We do. We can't help it. Obviously, we have a huge interest in true crime, but we did not want to make a true crime podcast. I personally listen to many, many true crime podcasts, but there comes a time where you start really feeling the weight of the darkness And I think it was important to us to make a podcast that was unserious, unsophisticated. We wanted a podcast that was just like a palate cleanser, you know? Yeah, we needed something that was just fun. Yeah. We didn't want anything too serious, which is one of the reasons why we never take ourselves too seriously here. We don't. We are not movie critics. We're not here to give you, you know, critical opinions of a movie. We really just want to recap movies in a way that is fun. Well, we definitely want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening. Every week, seeing the downloads and seeing that there are people coming back religiously to listen to our podcast is really what keeps us going. It, it really is. And, you know, we're thankful for, you know, our first full year yeah. of, you know, doing the podcast and the wonderful year that you guys have really given us as far as, you know, listening goes and feedback. We would love it if you would take some time to leave us a review. It would be a great gift if it was a good yes. review. And if it's not a good review, then tuck it in your pocket. Don't post it. <laughs> yeah. Keep um, it to yeah. yourself. just you know what take that and shove it deep down inside and never speak of it again yeah 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 and you know if you write a review and this is something that you enjoy don't forget to share it with your friends and family even if you don't write a review and you're enjoying this podcast you know send that link to your friends and family as you know a holiday gift 
to them. <laughs> That's very presumptuous. You know what? You, I want you to put an empty box under the tree. <laughs> and when your loved one opens it and it's empty, you're going to say, I have a podcast recommendation for you. <laughs> We're just kidding. Obviously, uh, recommending our podcast is probably... It's not a gift, but I think we're pretty funny. I think the podcast is enjoyable. And so if somebody needs a little extra joy in their life, you know, send them our way on the podcast, not like in real life. Thank you for allowing us to be unsophisticated, unserious, un... What's other unwords? Unrepentantly horrible. (laughs) Yes. All right. Um, Cheers to a new year. Happy 2023, everybody. We will see you guys next year. Bye.